What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the Rage Seat Podcast. This is your host, Christopher Zamora. Welcome to the show. This is episode 31 of the podcast. I have been podcasting continuously week by week, guys. Yep, this is number 31. So today I want to speak to you about this movie. It is called Orphan. If you guys have seen that movie, that movie was crazy. It was insane. This movie came out in late 2000s. And I have to say, this movie, for its time, man, it was scary. It was pretty scary. Like, all the movies in the 2000s, like the horror movies in the 2000s, those movies were all pretty good. Like, for example, we got Paranormal Activity. We got Halloween, the 2007 version, Trick or Treat. I remember vividly when I was young, these movies were pretty scary at the time. And when I watch them today still, like the sound effects they used to scare you, they were pretty gnarly, man. They were pretty scary. But now let's go to the movie called Orphan. I had no idea that Vera Formiga, hopefully I'm saying her name right. She actually comes out as the mother in this movie. The only other movie I have seen her on is The Conjuring Movies. And she also has come out on that TV show called Norman. No, not Norman. It's called Bates Motel. Bates Motel, it it was kind of a strange one. For me, it was kind of strange. But now let's go to Orphan. This movie is just about a couple. They recently did lost um, a baby that was on the way. Like it died on the mother's wound. And it never made it out alive. And so they go to an orphanage to, to try to find a child they can adopt. They already have two at home, but they want to... One more, just to have the the three musketeers, you know? The child that they run into, she seems nice at first, right? But it's all a trick at the ending. Like, throughout the movie, the little girl named Esther, she always tried to make her siblings' lives more painful. She always tries to make them feel unsafe and that's what her motive is she really likes just to murder people that's what she mostly does which is insane for a child a child doing this should go to a mental asylum and just get help you know but this is not a child (laughs) i'm gonna go major spoilers on this one guys so it's just a warning by the ending of the movie we find out that she has a rare condition i'm not really sure how to pronounce it let me see i'll just look it up and hopefully i'll say it right (laughs) but let's see see look 
It is called hypopituitarism. Hopefully, I'm nah. I'm definitely not saying it right. I am definitely not saying that right, but that's the word. It says right here, Orphan's climax exposed all of Esther's secrets, including the fact that she was actually a grown woman with rare gland condition. And the doctor called it that word hypopituitarism, which resulted in Esther's stunted growth. Esther used this to her advantage to fool families into thinking she was a child. It turns out that Esther, she was a grown woman in a child's body. She was actually 33 years old, they say in the movie. That's crazy. Like this whole time she was pretending to be a child and and nobody didn't know. But like the people back in Russia, they were the only ones that knew because she actually was part of the mental facility. It was all a trick all along. She was never a part of an orphanage when she was like in Russia. Esther. This movie was actually pretty scary. At times it really was. Because this movie, it likes to focus on the storyline and also the suspense. I think that's what makes the horror movies even better for the 2000s. Back then, like, the directors and writers, they mostly care about telling a story and try to make it as scary as possible. But, like, in today's movies, they're always telling you that there's, like, some agenda. They're always trying to tell you, like, a hidden message or they want you to find something. Like, it's not straight to the point, is what I'm saying. And this movie... Orphan, it just tells you straight to the point of what is going on and the jump scares is what makes the movie the best. At the time, the actress, she was around 12 years old, I believe, because we actually are the same age. She's 26 and I am 26 years old. So around that time when that movie came out, it was... The year 2009, I was 12 at the time, and she was 12 as well. The actress name who plays as Esther, his name is Isabel Furman. She's the one who plays Esther, and she gave an outstanding performance. She actually reprised her role in the newest movie that just came out last year. It's called Orphan First Kill. At the time of recording this podcast, I still haven't even seen that movie yet. I actually saw Orphan years later, more than 10 years later, so maybe around next week or in a couple of days, I'll give Orphan First Kill a try to see if it's actually good or not. But I actually did enjoy the the first one. Hopefully Orphan First Kill is actually pretty good. But yeah, man, Orphan, that's a pretty good movie for its time. And there's many other horror movies that I did enjoy from that decade. And to be honest, I think maybe the 2000s 
I think that was probably the best era for horror movies. In the 2010s, I think they were really focusing more like on paranormal movies, like ghosts and stuff. And now let's just move on to another movie that I recently just watched just last week. It was a movie that I saw a long time ago. And I rewatched it. It's on Max right now. And it's called Transformers Rise of the Fallen. I remember seeing this movie in theaters when I was young, man. Oh, just what a time to be alive and just watch a Transformers movie on the big screen when you're just a teenager. Dude. I always liked uh, the original three movies of the Transformers. The best one, in my opinion, has got to be, um, yeah, I was, I'll say the the first one. Shia LaBeouf, man, he was the one who was carrying this franchise for a while, but then they changed them. But I'm not really sure why he didn't came back for the fourth movie, but in the fourth one, Mark Wahlberg was the one who took his place. He's the one who replaced his character. Like after the one that Mark Wahlberg was in, I only saw the the last night. I think that's the one that is called the last night. And the the newest one I haven't seen just yet, but I heard there's great reviews. So maybe I will give it a watch. But Shia LaBeouf was the one who carried this franchise. Since I did grow up watching the Even Stevens TV show, it was cool to see him on the big screen. He was moving up on the world, and he had his peak as well. To be honest, I believe he's an underrated actor. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I mentioned before in this podcast, Jake Gyllenhaal played as a boxer in this movie called Southpaw. Southpaw is a very underrated movie. You don't really hear people talking about it as much. Like for any sports movies, for boxing, or any other sport, you don't really hear people talking about it as much. And he recently came out on this movie called Ambulance. He was produced by Michael Bay and directed by him, I believe. Michael Bay, he was the guy who created the first three Transformers movies in Ambulance. It was a good watch. If you're in the mood for an action movie, then you should go watch Ambulance. The very first Transformers movie came out in 2007. And that one, the Rise of the Fallen one, the one I just recently saw. He came out in 2009. 12 years old, man. 12 years old when I was watching the movie on theaters. It was such a blast just watching the movie, man. Just yesterday on Friday, I had a day off from work. And so I actually spent a day by myself. And it was cool, man. I don't usually go out like anywhere, like to be honest. This past Friday... I chose to go out by myself. I woke up a little bit later than usual. 
But once I woke up, I didn't even eat. Like, I don't really eat as much when I wake up. I just only really drink water. That's about it. Around 10 or 11, that's when I usually just start eating something. Like, I just wait for a little bit because sometimes I don't really eat breakfast. Like, I used to always eat cereal all the time, like almost every single day. And to be honest, eating cereal all the time is not good for you. It's definitely not good for your body. And to be honest, I haven't eaten cereal for over a whole month. I think I had like around 40 days, I believe. So it's been a while because I've been trying to just get in shape and just trying to look great. It's been somewhat difficult because I've always eaten cereal all my life, almost almost every single day, to be honest. And like in the very first few days, it was kind of hard. And now I don't really think about it as much. I don't really think about eating cereal. It's not that I don't like cereal. It's just I just want to get fit. Like I'm trying to eat a little bit more better. I have actually gone down at, on weight. My weight while I was eating cereal, was close to 190 pounds and actually has one down by 7 pounds. The last time I checked my weight, I was around 183. So yeah, man. Don't get me wrong, I love cereal, man, but as of right now, I'm just trying to get in shape. Just trying to look good like a... <laughs> like a... Greek god or something like that <laughs> but I had to go to the gym and everything just takes time even though I want to get like a body like that it would t it's going to take a long time and I'm still going at it this whole year I've been trying to focus more on just going to the gym and and on this podcast as well like just try to stay consistent on my things. And so far, I, I believe I'm d doing okay. But yeah, like I was saying, guys, yesterday, Friday, I took a day off. Because I, I usually just work on my days off. I usually just doing things that just try to keep me uh, working on like focusing on my YouTube channel and also things like that. I'm always hustling, but I just needed a day off. And so I decided to go to the gym first. And then I went to eat by myself at the mall. It was chill, man. It was a very chill day. I ate a uh, Japan food, Sarku Japan, I believe that's what it's called. I ate a uh, white rice with chicken teriyaki and vegetables so good man it's very good and right after that i was thinking of actually just going home but no nah, i actually did decided to go see a movie on theaters by myself it is called no hard feelings have you ever seen that movie it's the one with jennifer lawrence 
she has recently has come out with a comedy movie and I gotta say man it was funny I did enjoy the movie I had a blast we haven't really seen that many movies that are funny on theaters since the pandemic like it's been a while to be honest there's like certain few movies that we see but to be honest that movie no hard feelings it was a good watch I didn't enjoy it and I had to give it an 8 out of 10 it's a pretty good watch usually I always see Jennifer Lawrence in like in serious roles her most well-known one is the Hunger Games they actually made four movies I believe for the Hunger Games the only book I read was the very first one and when I was reading the book I could not put it down it was just that good when I was young and just reading anything I can and that book the Hunger Games was just that good but once I saw the movie I saw huge differences between the books and the movies but to be honest it didn't really change that much like it didn't really kill the vibe of what I read in the book like I remember reading the Percy Jackson books if you guys ever read those those books were fantastic maybe I never really finished the last Olympian the fifth book I believe yeah I think it was the fifth book or fourth I'm not really sure it's been a long time since I read those books but when I first saw the the first movie Percy Jackson and the Olympians I believe it was so different than the book that like it did not match what was going on and that is why I believe the very first Percy Jackson movie it kind of did not do so well with the audience because it was so different from the book people did not like it to be honest I did not really enjoy the movie as much because they just made things so differently from the book I just wish it was kind of similar to the book but they never did it like that now there's actually going to be a TV show for the Percy Jackson books and hopefully man hopefully they stay true to the actual books they have another shot to create something good hopefully they pull the trigger and make it as best as they can they similar to the book but a little bit somewhat different for the tv show that's how they somewhat did with the walking dead comic books like in the comic books you never really see Daryl Dixon at all. He doesn't exist at all in the comic books. He's just only part of the TV show. Hopefully they do something great with the Percy Jackson um, TV series that's coming out. Disney is the one who's making this TV show. So hopefully it is good. Alright guys, I think that is it for this podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I know this podcast, he was everywhere. (laughs) I was just everywhere on this podcast, but that's fine. Thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy it, make sure to follow it on wherever platform you are listening to it. 
If you're listening to it on Spotify or YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And also recommend this podcast to a friend or neighbor that actually likes listening to pop culture things or anything horror related. Maybe they will enjoy this podcast as much as you do. And that is it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully you come back for the next episode. As always, guys, take care and live to the fullest. Bye.